Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Clinton from the Comedy Forecast podcast found right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Found? Was it lost? The following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. Ooh, this should be good! So, uh, how's that new movie review coming? Well, I just finished up. Would you care to hear it? Sure, lay it on me. All right. Mainline Pictures' latest entry into the failing horror genre is Preston Halbert's Hallways in the Night, Mm -hmm. a modern masterpiece of surreal fear garnered by a strong use of mood and excellent cinematography, Mm -hmm. terrific acting, and a story that's best left seen than described, lest I reveal too much. The truly palpable terror in this film emanates from the dreamlike story of a normal man thrust into an unimaginable world of darkness while on a quest to discover the whereabouts of his missing children. Evoking strong imagery reminiscent of the best European masters of the macabre, such as Argento and Fulci, Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly recommend this film to all fans of the violent cerebral horror, and I predict it will live on for years as a classic of the genre. Hmm. I give it four out of five stars. Wow, sounds like you were really impressed by it. I certainly was. Haven't seen a film that good in a long time. Well, it's nice to see those kind of films finally transcending the game curse. Pardon? Well, they've always said you can never make a really good you know, movie based on a video game franchise, so it's nice to see that trend starting to break. Oh, so this movie is based on a video game, then? Yes, that's right. Mainline Pictures' latest horrible entry into the idiotic film genre of basing cinematic disasters upon submoronic video game franchises is Preston Halbert's Hideous film, Hallways in the Night. A completely incomprehensible storyline that betrays its video game roots with its sloppy editing, its terrible cinematography, moronic script, and mongoloid instead of celluloid storytelling. Uh, Why don't you come back in five minutes and I'll have this review done by then. Okie doke. Good afternoon, all, and welcome to May 11th, 2006. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. I, as always, am your host, Kyan Chris Conroy, for another wacky, zany adventure into the wacky, zany adventure, wacky, zany. That about sums up this show, doesn't it? Uh, We're in the second week of May here, 
And uh, I'm going to be throwing some comedy at you. Got some jokes, got some sketches, got some stuff you listeners sent in. And uh, like that. So why don't we just get on with it then? This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Rollum Daily Cigarettes. The extreme cool smokes. Packed with twice the tar and four times the nicotine, it's not your wussy emphysema suffering dad's coffin nails. Hand-picked and chemicals soaked, it's got that tobacco punch that'll kick you right in the googlies. And each Rollum Daily cigarette comes equipped with our patented teeth whitening filter tip for that extra non-smoker smile. Sure, it adds carcinogens, but screw it. You want to live forever? Not while you can look cool on your way to an early grave. Just remember what Johnny, the misshapen, club-footed, undead cigarette dwarf from hell, says. <laughs> For fuck's sake, give me a fucking smoke, you bastard! Whoa, not so fast there, Johnny. Our cigarettes are for cool smokers. I'm afraid you'll have to stay chained to that wall where you belong. I'll fucking kill you! I'll kill you! I'll rip your fucking heart out! I'll rip it out and eat it, you fuck! Give me a fucking smoke! Woohoo! Look at that. Johnny's trying to gnaw his own leg out of his shackles just to get his infected mitts on just one of our fine cigarettes. Well, just tough luck for him. So long, Johnny. We'll be seeing you in our store windows, shop displays, and our sweat-soaked, fevered nightmares from now on. So remember, kids, that's Rollum Daily Cigarettes. Extreme smokes for extreme folks. Well, that's our internet ad campaign. What do you think? I like it. It's edgy. Very edgy. Is that all you've got? Heck no. That gets followed up by the Cool Kids campaign. Uh-huh. Cool Kids, you say? Oh, cool is good. That's right. You see, the Cool Kids will all be hanging out, smoking our Raleigh Dollam cigarettes and being really, really cool and extreme. And that's when our mascot, Johnny, the misshapen cigarette dwarf from hell, shows up and tries to steal their cigarettes from them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. There'll be some comical sort of chase scene, and at the end of it, Johnny will suffer some kind of bone-crunching injury, and the kids will all <laughs> laugh at him and say, ha-ha, foolish dwarf from hell, Rollum Dolly cigarettes are for cool kids, and they'll continue to smoke and be cool and extreme. Wow, can we really get away with this on the internet? Of course we can. With net neutrality, we can do anything we want. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want your children surfing an unregulated internet and being exposed to bad influences like smoking, drugs, deviant lifestyles, and pornography? Be a responsible and loving parent. Call your senator and congressman today and tell them to vote no on internet neutrality. Because our children deserve a safe world. This message is brought to you by your local telecom corporation. Well, there's the new ad campaign. What do you think? I like it. It's edgy and it plays on parental paranoia. Mm, Yes, is that all you've got? Oh, heavens no. We plan a huge multimedia blitz campaign that'll play on all the people's fears of what their children might be exposed to online. Soon they'll be begging us to regulate the internet. Then they'll pay our rates and they'll watch only the news and hear only the views that we want them to. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really want large corporations regulating the internet and exposing you only to the influences that they want you to hear? Be a responsible and loving parent. Call your senator and congressman today and tell them to vote yes on internet neutrality because our children deserve a free world. Well, there's the new ad campaign. What do you think? I like it. It's edgy. I think it's a little bit long and convoluted, don't you? Yes, but this is a comedy podcast audience. Who cares if they have to listen to sketches that are convoluted and go on too long? (laughs) (laughs) Do you really want to listen to convoluted comedy sketches that go on too long? We didn't think so either. So we're done now. Well, that was the sketch. What do you think? I liked it. It was it. Oh, stop it already. Meanwhile, back at Autobot headquarters. Optimus, the new recruits from Cybertron are here. Thanks, Jazz, or Ironhide, or Bumblebee, whoever the hell you're supposed to be. It's none too soon. The Decepticons have us on the run. 
I'm wheeljack. Yeah, fine, whatever. Just show them in, will you? Jerk. All right, first recruit, come on in. Autobot Slice reporting for duty, Goptimus. That's great, son. What do you transform into? A golf cart. Mm-hmm. You, do you have a gun or anything like that? Yeah, it shoots golf balls. Do they explode or something? No, but now that you mention it, it would be awesome if they did. Okay, Slice, here's your first order. Do you see that sign over there that says, I suck? Yes, sir. I want you to go stand under it. Next. Oh. Hi there, Optimus. I can't wait to hit those Decepticons right where they live. My name's Brains. You're a school bus. That's right. I'm old school, and I I school the bad guys because I've got class. Because I'm a school bus. Go stand under the sign. Next. Hi there, Optimus. I can't wait to fight. What the hell are you supposed to be? Well, I'm a Paraguayan kelp harvester. I don't have a cool name, though, because there's no cool name for a Paraguayan kelp harvester. And uh, by the looks of it, I guess you want me to go stand under the sign, right? Yes, your new nickname is Smarty Pants. Next. Well, hello, Optimus. My name is Stinky, and I'm a concept car made entirely of varnished cheese. And before you say another word, I'm halfway to the sign. So, um, that's it, huh? That's that's all Cybertron could spare at the moment? That's it, Prime. Sorry. Thanks, Ironhide. Wheeljack! Whatever. All of the rest of you go back to Cybertron right now, okay? Back on the rocket. Go back to Cybertron right now. Oh, jeez! You know... It's days like this that make me ashamed that I ever became the leader of the Autobots. Optimus, the Decepticons have kidnapped Tiger Woods and a whole parcel of school children and they're holding them in a kelp field in Paraguay. And they need cheese. Dough. Dough. And that little bit of comedy went up by request to Anthony and Selmo for a Transformers parody and now here's a GoBots parody. GoBots totally suck! I, I hated GoBots! I asked my mom to buy me Transformers for my birthday, and she bought me GoBots. I said, Mom, these are GoBots. They're not Transformers. She said, they're the same thing. I said, they're not the same thing. GoBots suck! Yes, it was true. GoBots really did suck compared to Transformers. How many children out there did get disappointed on their birthday or on Christmas when they opened their box hoping to get Transformers and instead got second-rate, cut-rate GoBots? To the parents who did this to those kids, of which generation I belong, I say to you... You suck. Was it really so hard to do a little bit of extra effort, just a little bit of research, to go from being the awesomest parent ever to being the lamest parent ever? Yes, I guess it was. Parents, you suck. Now, that last joke seemed to me to be a little bit bitter, wouldn't you say? Yes, I suppose it is. Is it based on some sort of actual childhood experience? I mean, were you disappointed by some sort of gift-giving scenario, something like that? Would your parents really let you down as a child? Would you care to elaborate on that theme? No. All right, then. The phone rings. What can it mean? Action? Horror? Mystery? Danger? Intrigue? There's only one way to find out when our hero picks up the phone in Dial A for Adventure! Yes, dial A for adventure when our hero picks up that phone and there's some action waiting on the other side for our hero. Is he here? Yes. 
He is here, right? Uh, yes, there's action aplenty in every episode of Dial A for Adventure when our hero picks up that phone. A for Adventure Agency, Dirk Lantern Jaw speaking. What can I do for you? It's time for Dial A for Adventure, starring Bo Huevenot as Dirk Lantern Jaw. Sir, you're going to have to speak up. I can't hear you over the studio orchestra. We join Dirk this week as he sits patiently by the phone in the laboratory of his constant traveling companion, Dr. Katzenblitzen. You just like to loom over that phone, don't you, Dirk? You never know when someone's going to call in with an adventure, Doc. You've got to be prepared. How about you? You still working on that jetpack? Yep, and it looks like I nearly got it perfected this time. I've heard that before, Doc. I mean it this time. You can't stop scientific progress, and I'm hammering my way through. Doc, you've been at this jetpack program for six years now. And what have you got to show for it besides a spent inheritance in a room full of alcoholic monkeys? Yep. You know what that means, Dirk. Do I ever, Doc? It's time to get on the horn for adventure. Now, there's a catchphrase that could be inadvertently interpreted to have a homosexual meaning. You're darn tootin' it is, Doc. A for Adventure Adventure Agency. Dirk Lanternjaw speaking. What can I do for you? You don't say. Really? Well, Doc... This guy on the phone says that he's found a map to an ancient lost civilization to the top of the Himalaya. What do you think? Well, I've kind of got this ear infection thing going. I'm not sure climbing up a mountain and all that altitude and pressure would be good for it. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, not interested. You never told me, Doc. How did those monkeys become alcoholics in the first place? Well, it started off as an experiment to study oxygen deprivation in humans... But after a while, I just the whole thought of having lots of drunken monkeys around the lab seemed really funny to me. <laughs> Not so much anymore. They're just kind of depressed and drunk now. Oh, here we go again, Doc. Brace yourself for adventure. I'm all ears, Dirk. A for Adventure Adventure Agency. Dirk Lantern just speaking. What can I do for you? You don't say... Doc, I got a guy on the phone who says that if we can solve the mystery of his haunted mansion within the next 24 hours, there's a cool $100,000 on the other end. $100,000 for a haunted mansion-solving mystery. I like it. Let's take it. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, hold it, hold it. What? Oh, I just remembered. What? I'm supposed to bring the dog in for a haircut tomorrow. Oh, never mind. Well, you can't win them all. Tell him no. Sorry, not interested. I don't understand. If those monkeys are so damn depressing, why don't you just get rid of them? Well, they kind of feel responsible, and besides, they're like family now. In fact, they're kind of nicer than my family. Yes, come to think of it, they probably are. So this uh, groomer of yours, any good? Top shelf. Think they could uh, clean up a bunch of drunken monkeys? Oh, I don't know. I'll float it by them the other day. Oh, here we go, Doc. Time for adventure, adventure. A for adventure, adventure agency. Dirk Lanternjaw speaking. What? Baron von Struckheimer. Ah, my arch nemesis, what I, are you doing on this line? Doc, what? he says he's got the president hostage. The president? We're going to have to stop him right now. All right, let's Struckheimer, get, you're going to go. What? What's so fun? Uh, 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 oh, 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 sorry, Doc. It's just the kid from next door, Jimmy Stewartson. <laughs> Boy, Jimmy, that, that impression's just getting better and better all the time. Had me fooled oh. completely there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, you just keep working on that, son. you got a career in show business as near as I can tell. <laughs> what a wacky kid. What is that, the second or third time he's fooled you with that voice? Next time on Dial A for Adventure. 
Duck, this stroganoff is absolutely magnificent. I just can't get enough of it. Honestly, I wish those people would stop calling when we're trying to have dinner. Oh, just let it ring. They'll give up eventually. Hello? Yes? Nope, I'm sorry, we don't do adventure here. This is a morgue. 3.21 a.m. Beginning autopsy of unknown female. The deceased appears to be a Caucasian woman in her mid to late 20s. Face is disturbingly pallid. Almost waxy. Very unsettling. Rigor mortis hasn't set in. In fact, her tissue seems soft, almost sponge-like. I'm going to make an incision. Good God. Her internal organs have been turned into some kind of fibrous material. What kind of unholy process could turn someone's innards into fibers? I don't... I don't understand. It, it, it boggles the mind what could have Excuse happened Excuse me? I, what? Why are you dissecting that CPR dummy? Those things are expensive. What? We haven't gotten anybody dead in here in a couple of days, and I'm kind of bored. All right? Hmm. And why are you naked? I... I'm... I'm not naked. You are so. I am. I mean, I'm not. Admitted, you're a necrophiliac, aren't you? No. You come down here when no one else is around. You do all I... kinds of pervy things to the dead people. I... You just go ahead and accuse all you want. That'll never stand up in a court of law. Not unless the judge is a dead naked person. I'm not wearing any clothes because I'm trying to, to be hygienic. That's all. Really? So you wouldn't react at all if I went over to this gurney and uncovered the naked body of this dead supermodel? <laughs> Where did that come from? Ha! My whole presence here was set up as a ruse to find the real necrophiliac, uh, and I say it's you. Uh, All I, I have to do is yank this sheet back to expose this dead woman's naked body, and you won't get an erection if you're innocent. Uh, On three. One. Uh, two. Uh, are you as uncomfortable with this joke as I am? I'll say I am. You know, Mickey Mac, you really ought to be ashamed of yourself for sending in an idea like that. Yeah, you sick bastard. Well, that was the end of the episode. What do you think? I liked it. It was edgy. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Then the world blew up and they all died. That was the end of the episode. Huzzah! This has been Technical Difficulties for May 11th, 2006. I've been your host, Kyan Chris Conroy. And uh, go ahead and send me an email if you if and you gotta over at uh, Kyan at tcinternet.net or at techdiff at tcinternet.net. You can leave a comment over at techdiff.com. That's the blog page. You can check out kyanchrisconroy.com, which is going to become very soon, hopefully, the central location for all of my stuff. Uh, you can look forward to some potentially new audio projects this summer. I don't know why I'm letting you know about that now. I've got nothing concrete, but I am working on it. And John and I are getting back together to do some more Zoo Patrol or or something. It depends. we, we got that coming up. Uh, the sketch for uh, Transformers was for Anthony Anselmo, and uh, the morgue bit was for Mickey Mac. And I hope those were actually funny to people. I, he, eh, I did what I thought would be funny. What are you going to do? Uh, if you go over to techdiff.com, you can leave a comment on the show. I try to get back to all the emails. I'm sorry if I didn't get to enough emails. Um, but, uh, you know, we're 
that's the way things go sometimes. Um, and I'm going to be out of town next week, but there'll be a new show in that stead. So if I don't answer your email next week, you know why. Although I can't answer email from the from the road. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I will be back. Well, there'll be a show on uh, Thursday the 18th. I'm recording all these shows early in the month, and I'm like, well, I'll be back. I'll see you all next week. No, I won't be in town. That's two weeks from now, according to this. Uh, all right. Well, anyway. Take care, you guys, and I hope to, uh, you know, you'll have a new new material from me. And please send me stuff, write me stuff. I love getting mail. And thanks, and bye. Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.